welcome to the weekly wrestling news with your host, Doc Manson. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen of the internet. My name is Doc Manson, and you're listening to the Fake Wrestling News. In our top story this week, it has been announced that Goldberg will be returning to the WWE and it has become clear that the returning superstar is on a collision course with the beast incarnate, Brock Lesnar. The feud is an extension of Goldberg's last feud in the WWE, which culminated in the legendary match between himself and Lesnar at WrestleMania 20. And by legendary, I mean garbage fire. We here at the Weekly Wrestling News can't help but suspect that the return is really just an elaborate cross-promotional branding for the video game WWE 2K17, in which both Lesnar and Goldberg have been prominently featured. Still, it's hard to dismiss the return of this wrestling veteran as mere nostalgia. After all, over the course of the past 12 years, Goldberg has remained active in the world of professional wrestling. For instance, uh... He, um, well, um, Goldberg appeared once uh, in 2015 to deliver his finishing maneuvers against Scott Steiner. And, um, oh, oh, uh, Goldberg, he appeared a second time in early 2016 to, uh, um, oh, uh, I guess he speared Scott Steiner again. Uh, look, look, okay, I'm sure that Goldberg is an excellent physical condition and will put on an absolute clinic in the ring against Brock Lesnar. WWE has never failed us before, and certainly not in this exact same manner with these exact same wrestlers. I'm sure it'll be fine. And now, the fake wrestling headlines that you care about. Billy Corgan, frontman for the alternative rock band The Smashing Pumpkins, sued Total Nonstop Action Wrestling, the company for which he is also the current president. A temporary restraining order was approved, and Corgan filed a bond to support it today. A hearing for a temporary injunction has been scheduled for Thursday, October 20th at 11.30 a.m. local time, and Corgan has requested a six-person jury to decide the case. We asked Harvard-educated attorney David Otunga for his expert opinion on the matter. Otunga indicated that it is not mere coincidence that six jurors were requested, given that this is one juror for each side of the TNA ring. Otunga speculates that Corgan is planning to facilitate a favorable verdict by implementing a classic example of the famed lumberjack injunction. WWE announced on Twitter that Raw star Sin Cara has officially signed on to be a part of the cruiserweight division. We here at the Fake Wrestling News have absolutely no idea what this means, given that Sin Cara was already signed by Raw, the brand which hosts the cruiserweight division, and given that Sin Cara already fit into the weight restrictions required by said division. Congratulations, I guess? R-Truth debuted a new gimmick on Raw this week, standing in as a live embodiment of product placement by offering a payday candy bar to Chris Jericho in an otherwise extraneous and completely pointless backstage segment. This suggests a terrifying new reality is upon us, a reality in which the only way television revenue can be increased is by such blatant and shameless forms of advertising. Amongst the backstage production crew, stories were circulated, indicating that if you're real quiet... Somewhere in the distance, you can hear the faint, ghostly sound of Vince McMahon laughing, literally 
all the way to the bank. The following is a public service announcement. Following his tag match with Randy Orton against the Wyatt family, Kane disappeared from the SmackDown Live ringside area and has not been seen since. Kane's only surviving family, his brother The Undertaker, is reportedly very worried regarding Kane's whereabouts. We are asking that if anyone out there has information related to Kane's disappearance, please forward that information to ddtwrestling at gmail.com. All credible tips will be forwarded to the proper authorities. In NXT news, Japanese superstar Hideo Itami was injured this past week after being on the receiving end of a poorly executed power slam by developmental wrestler Riddick Moss. Between this injury and his inclusion in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, we're not sure which development was worse for Itami's singles career. At no mercy, Dolph Ziggler did the impossible and actually won a match, defeating The Miz to become the Intercontinental Champion. Later in the same show, Bray Wyatt also did the impossible and won his match against Randy Orton. This is a sign that SmackDown Live is headed for a disaster of biblical proportions. What I mean is Old Testament, real wrath of God type stuff, fire and brimstone coming down from the sky, rivers and seas boiling, 40 years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes, the dead rising from the grave, human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. SmackDown Live's women's champion Becky Lynch was unable to compete at No Mercy this past weekend in her title defense match against Alexa Bliss, citing an injury that was unrelated to in-ring competition. Online rumors have suggested that Becky Lynch may have been suffering from a flare-up related to irritable bowel syndrome, a condition that she has acknowledged suffering from in the past. Although wrestling fans often joke about it, this elevates to a whole new level the concept of a match being nothing more than a bathroom break. History was made on Raw this week. Women's champion Sasha Banks challenged former champion Charlotte to a title match inside the satanic steel structure known as Hell in a Cell, setting the stage for what is likely to be the first women's main event at a WWE pay-per-view style event. Historically speaking, this is the first time since the Divas Revolution that the women have had a major feud showed the same amount of limited creative care that regularly occurs in the men's division. Truly, this is a great accomplishment and a huge step forward for the women's division as a whole. This brings us to our brand new segment here on the Weekly Wrestling News, which we call The Shoot. Let us consider the multitude of nonsensical developments which occurred on Monday Night Raw around the women's division. Sasha, the newly crowned women's champion, issued a rematch challenge to Charlotte. Charlotte, who undoubtedly has a rematch clause, which she intended to cash in anyway. <laughs> Sasha, with her history of back injuries, demanded that this rematch occur inside Hell in a Cell, <laughs> the structure renowned within the WWE for causing injury and shortening people's careers. <laughs> the reason that was given? To set historical precedent. <laughs> Creative is literally asking us to ignore the history and the long, bitter rivalry that these two have shared. Perfect justification for a Hell in a Cell match, and instead asked us to believe that these superstars want to have this match both to make history and out of mutual respect for one another as competitors. Oh, and let's throw Roman Reigns and Rusev into this segment as well, just to underscore that this historical women's main event is somehow comparable to the current men's mid-card feud. Truly, we have witnessed history in the making. 
And now, the fake wrestling headlines that you care about. WWE announced on Twitter this week that the NXT Women's Champion, Asuka, would face the returning Mickie James at NXT TakeOver Toronto on November 19th. How bad is the NXT Women's Division that they have to go 10 years into the past to find competition for Asuka? Someone needs to tell the New Day that creative stole their time machine. Our backstage sources report that Dana Brooke is extremely thrilled by Mickie's return. Dana, who is tired of being the butt of every joke in the WWE women's division, is hopeful that Mickey will quickly regain her on-screen persona of Piggy James. For those that don't remember Mickey, she debuted as the crazed lesbian stalker of Trish Stratus, which is widely regarded as one of the best women's feuds of all time. Really, before the women's revolution, this was the kind of stuff that was hailed as pinnacle storytelling. Mickey was also the real-life fiancé of Spirit Squad member Kenny before allegedly having an affair with John Cena, resulting in the end of his marriage and producing the sociopathic monster that we now see every week on Total Bellas. Speaking of Total Bellas, be sure to tune in this week to watch Nikki Bella attempt to do laundry by herself for the first time in her life. Wackiness ensues when the clueless women's wrestler shrinks an entire load of laundry, including a pair of John Cena's signature jean shorts. In related news, on SmackDown Live this week, Nikki Bella debuted brand new ring gear coming out for her match dressed in a pair of Daisy Duke-style jean shorts. No word yet on where Nikki obtained this fashionable new ring attire. And with that, ladies and gentlemen of the internet, we have come to the end of yet another episode of the Weekly Wrestling News. Until next time, this is Doc Manson signing off. If you enjoyed this broadcast, you may also want to check out DDT Wrestling, a weekly podcast in which myself, Doc Manson, and DC Matthews cover the latest happenings in the world of professional wrestling. DDT Wrestling can be found on iTunes or your podcast directory of choice. Please take a minute to leave us a review. We sincerely appreciate it. Please take two minutes of your time to share our shows with two of your friends. Word of mouth is the primary way that we grow our audience. Also, if you have two additional minutes and a couple of bucks to spare, please check out ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash New Age Insiders, where you can purchase the DDT Wrestling t-shirt. Finally, send us an email at DDTWrestling at gmail.com or connect with us on Twitter at Doc Manson and at DC Matthews NAI. Until next time, this has been the Fake Wrestling News.